everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lit Auntie Podcast. We've been going strong since June, killing it, whatever. And so if you're an avid Lit Auntie Podcast listener, then you already know what it is. We um, do this clubhouse room where we record the episode every single Tuesday. We've been doing it since December 8th and recording since mid-June, so you know. Holding it down. But yeah, we do this every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss a topic, um, a topic that would be intersectional to our mission. We are a content space dedicated to changing the way women view fulfillment. It is not in obsessing over romantic love. It's in living a passion-filled life. And so that's pretty broad. A lot of things are intersectional. And as topics are brought up or people suggest them, we talk about it. So today we have a good topic. The topic for today is called, drum roll, psych. I don't remember how to um, do the little sound effect, so we just got to roll with it. The topic for today is called the eternal table discussion. So in this discussion, um, we're talking about, is it, you know, that, that thing where, what do you bring to the table? That conversation that we have all the time, mostly in dating, but, you know, in other uh, sectors it might come up too. you know, in life. I believe that, you know, we all come into each other's life for a reason, if not only a season. And, you know, what's that reason? What do you bring to the table? But the reason why I call the room today the eternal table discussion is because I kind of feel like this conversation pops up once a month, once every two months, and it's never going to go away. So I just wanted to put on wax uh, the lit auntie's take on it. Uh, what spurred this was a meme that went around by um, at the inspire underscore guru, so the inspirational guru. Yeah, I don't know anything about that page, but, you know, just going to give credit where it is. So there was a meme, if you follow the page you saw us post it, where... Um, Okay, so the, <laughs> the first sentence is, when so-called grown men ask, in quotes, what do you bring to the table, end quote, this is how I see them wanting to be treated in my mind, upside down emoji, or upside down smiley face emoji. <laughs> anyway, uh, and it's a, a picture of a woman, <laughs> a grown woman seemingly, uh, holding a uh, what looks to be a child size grown man, beard, all kind of stuff. And I found it hilarious, and other people did too, and they wanted to talk about it. So we're talking about it. And it's, you know, it's an interesting take. It grabs like attention. So I, I posted it up. Um, and I'm not going to say I disagree, but we're not here to man bash. Um, and we're going to talk about it from both sides. This, what do you bring to the table? Since the meme that we posted did start with, you know, it from the female perspective, we'll take it there. But the Lin Auntie perspective is not necessarily just the um, female perspective. There's like a kind of a, a thread through these ideas, if you will. Um, and if you follow us, you know what it is, but we're just going to break it down a little bit. So like this table discussion, what do you bring to the table? Here's the thread, okay? No, no matter what, it's not about you know, the material things 
that you can bring to the table. I got this much money. I own these many properties. I got this job. I do this. I do that. That's like nice. But all of those things are super fleeting. Like you can have a house today and repossess tomorrow, child. All right. You can have these things, lose your, your way of paying for it or whatever. And then that burden is now on me as your partner in whatever way. Right. I, I might care about you. So it's like, you know, these things are just burdens. But the lit auntie perspective, it's not about the um, material things that you can bring to the table, especially because if it, as lit aunties who are living a passion filled life, you're not necessarily relying on someone else. In fact, I'll go all the way. I'll jump out the window with this one. You're not relying on anyone else in order to bring you passion and fulfillment in life that comes from yourself. And so inherently, that's what lit aunties bring to the table. That's the kind of vibe you're going to be around when you're around a lit auntie or ally, right? So it's like, um, for those who don't want to identify as an auntie, right? Um, Anyway, that's the point. It's not about the material things that you can bring to the table, as I mentioned. Um, But there are other things. Why don't we talk about, I mean, sometimes we talk about personality, and I'll get back to that. We talk about, but we don't talk about the other things that I want to mention and get off. And I should say, before I start going, you know, down a rabbit hole with all these things, this is very interactive. You can jump up on stage at any time. Please be mindful that I am recording this for the podcast. So if you jump up on stage and share your opinion, um, you will likely be on the podcast episode. Might not. I don't know. I'll be editing. But you might. And so jumping on stage is implicitly consenting. If you don't know what that means, just send me a little message on the side. I'll explain it. So anyway, my point is, um, yeah, so you can jump up, raise your hand. There should be a hand at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. You can click that. I'll see. You can pull up. Anytime, you know, you can come up here. You can shut me down. You can say your little opposing views as long as you're not mean because I don't like mean people. Um, and that's all good at any time because I have notes, so you're not going to throw me off. Anyway, so what I'm talking about is we talk about personality instead of material things, but there are other things that we need to get to that we just don't mention, and I want to talk about it now. What about, and one of the most important things, you know, that I look for when looking for anybody to come to my table, a business partner, a partner, a romantic partner, a life partner, um, a friend, you know, a team, whatever it is, there's things you have to bring to the table, and here's what they are, you know. How about emotional maturity, okay? That's one we don't really talk about enough. And I think that's because the vast majority of people really need to take their asses to um, therapy uh, so that they can uh, figure out where they stand emotionally and how to communicate that in um, a non-toxic way to the people who are partnered with them in life, okay? Family, friends, business, whatever, Emotional maturity is a real thing, but we we too busy worrying about how somebody can financially better us, what they're bringing to the table, that we don't really consider um, fundamental things that we take for granted. You know, when they're there, we just assume they should be there. And when they're not, you know, we can't really put our finger on it because we don't pay enough attention to it. So it's things like emotional maturity, period. You know, um, I was talking to somebody today about discipline 
discipline. So, like, I'm not going to hold you. Different times, you know, in life, I tend to um, get a bit emotional and impulsive and a bit petty. And when those things happen, I want to react, okay? And, and let me tell you something. If I did, I wouldn't have a job, but that's a conversation for another day, all right? <laughs> My point is, is that I be getting that emotional and petty. And then there's something called discipline, where you can have your feelings, your emotions, but you don't have to act on them. I'm not saying stifle yourself. I'm not saying stop being who you are, don't express yourself. No, but I'm saying if it ain't going to matter in five years, don't waste five minutes on it, period. Like, you want to react right now, but if you were to cool down, you wouldn't have that same energy. That's when you should probably chill. That's the emotional maturity I'm talking about. And people who don't have that kind of discipline, they can't really sit at the table with me, okay? All right. Jumping on to the next one. Almost in line, I'd say temperament. Temperament's a huge thing. I'm a very dramatic person, if you can't tell. So, um, you know, and, and it can vary. I'm not saying everybody's table requires people who are calm. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. I haven't sat at everybody's table, right? But I think this is something to consider. What do you bring to the table? A complimentary temperament to you, okay? If you sit at my table, you know, your temperament has to be of such that's, you know, um, going to be complimentary. And I'll kind of leave it there because I don't need to get that personal. I'm just saying temperament is also a factor. Things like vision. You got people coming to sit at your table and they don't have a vision. Let me liken this to Thanksgiving real quick since we're talking about a table, right? Now, this is going to get a little greedy, but, you know, who cares? Thanksgiving dinner, there's a spread. You got everything. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, greens. I don't do turkey in my house. Curry chicken, you know, stewed beef. I don't know. Maybe some grill shots in my zoes in the room and all that. You know, you got a spread, but you got to have vision. Otherwise, your night is going to be done early, okay? You got to start preparing for that table from morning, maybe even the night before, okay? Stay light. Don't eat nothing because then your stomach's going to fill up with gas and then you can't eat it all later. You're going to be in pain and, and uncomfortable and it's going to be terrible, right? But don't eat a bunch because then you're going to be full. You can't eat anything and you're going to be upset and, and mad and miserable. Stay light, okay? Um, plan out what you want. Don't let your eyes be bigger than your belly. Caribbean um, saying, don't look at everything and be like, oh, I want everything and not consider what your stomach can hold. You need to look at what do you need? What's the end goal? And what, do we, what does it take to get there? You want to taste everything? Small portions. So it may seem like I'm getting into the nitty gritty. It may seem like I'm talking about things that are not actually um, relevant to the point, but I'm going to take you right back. Vision. Have the vision. You know, too many people try to come to other people's table with lack of foresight. You're just impulsive and you can't really, um, you bring nothing to the table because, or hardly anything. Because when you come to the table, you're too busy going after all the low-hanging fruit um, instead of trying to make sure that you can play the long game. I, I have a lot of these uh, what are, metaphors, analogies. And probably a different word, but either way, 
a lot of them are coming to mind, but that's what I'm talking about, okay? So we mentioned, you know, personality, emotional maturity, temperament, vision. What about strategy? That too. You got you to gotta think about things. And this list is not exhaustive, and I got a couple more that I just wanted to throw out. And the ones that I'm throwing out is because I really feel like in pop culture, we don't really talk about that. We don't talk about it at all. We're just, you know, um, again, always questioning, well, if you don't got a job, if you don't got a car, if you don't have this, then you can't sit with me. Well, you might be good for something. <laughs> we should dig a little deeper. Sometimes when you think about your table, your circle, your your situation, and you assess your weaknesses, what things are missing, you might see that you may not necessarily need the person with the car as much as you need something, someone with good temperament. Super underrated. So just a few more things I wanted to um, throw out, a couple more. Just a couple. I mean, I, I said strategy. I don't know if I um, really um, elaborated on that enough. I think, but uh, it's a bit self-explanatory. Strategy, people who are there, who are on the same team as you, hence the table. I guess the same table with you. Um, and they're not just sitting there just taking, taking, taking. Okay? They're there to actively participate to strategize about how to get to the end goal. These are the things we should be paying attention to at any table, any table that you have a say in. And I put this on the page today too. You are the CEO of your own life. So hire and fire accordingly, period, period. If they, if they not been at the table, get rid of them. And we can talk more about that if you want to, but that's just my overall general broad statement. So the other two things I wanted to mention, one thing that's really underrated is also creativity. You know, I feel like in life we lack creativity. We get frustrated, we're put in the corner, our back's against the wall, and you know, a lot of times we want to, we want to succeed, but we just can't see how we can succeed. And have you ever been in that situation and then you come across some person who I believe was divinely sent to you, but anyway, um, you come across a person who, or persons, who um, help you see things in a completely different way or light from what you'd been looking at it, from how you've been looking at it before? That's creativity. It doesn't have to be some like Kanye level, like out of your mind, you know, um, outrageous situation. It just is someone looking at things in a new, fresh way, at the very least. Creativity, very important for a table, you know? Uh, at least that's what I'd argue. And then the last thing that I would say that we don't talk about enough, it, I don't know if it'd be the most important, you might be this role at your table, um, and if you're not, you really should take it seriously. And I'm going to mention in a second, I bet. But one thing else I wanted to say before I drop that is that everyone at the table can share this. You just have to know when it's your time to shine. So what I'm talking about is leadership. Leadership. Leaders know how to be led. You know, so that's not going to be a problem if you have a bunch of leaders at a table, as long as you know how to also follow. And if you don't know how to follow, you're not really a leader. You're just like a dictator. So 
there's that. But leadership, you know, there's a lot of things inherent in that. You got a table, okay? We're sitting at the proverbial table. Like, you know, what do you bring to this table? Well, it's very valuable for you to bring leadership skills, for you to have your own mind and walk in your own path and um, be able to make decisions without being influenced or easily influenced by outside forces. Do what's best for the table, right? So those are the things that I really wanted to talk about. Um, bringing it back to the original meme, again, if you go on our page, um, you'll see, probably in our stories, I think, or maybe not, um, what spurred this conversation was that meme with the grown woman holding the miniature size man um uh you know basically saying like you're a grown man ask me what i bring to the table are you really just looking for someone to take care of you because that's the flip side we talk a lot about the stereotypical things that women are alleged to be asking for every time they ask about what typically a man brings to the table and yeah, it's important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to go pick up some person who's not doing anything, right? But there are exceptions to every rule. Just because you have a job and you have a car um, and you have, let's say you own property. All of that stuff is really cool and really nice, but can also be a burden on me real quick. So that's not necessarily something I'm like, oh, I need that. There are things that are a bit more important and there are things that I mentioned before. You know, as a team, we can go out and get those other things. But do you have these things? Who are you as a person? And I feel like when we have these kinds of conversations about what people bring to the table, those are the things we need to pay attention to. And then on the flip side, what men typically talk about when they talk about what women are bringing to the table, chill. And if any of you are Kevin Samuels sympathizers in here, um, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, actually, I probably wouldn't love it, but I'd love it for the sake of the podcast. But anyway, you know, in that conversation, we always he talks about high value men. Right. That's allegedly men. Oh, God. I'm trying to talk about this without completely <laughs> destroying it. I will. I'll give it some respect a little high value men. According to Kevin Samuels, allegedly, he's saying somehow he knows every high value man out there. Right. Or he has allegedly spoken to so many of them that he has this sample population that speaks for every man that can check off that box. Do with that what you will. Um, he says that high value men are men that make above six figures regularly and systematically. Um, and, you know, they are in a position of power and they look good, etc. And he believes that, you know, in order to get a high value man, you're just going to have to accept as a woman that you're going to have to share him because there's not enough of those to go around. So hopefully by the tone of my voice, you can tell that I'm disgusted by what he has to say, but I will I tried my best to objectively and clearly and accurately describe what he says. If I'm wrong, tell me in the comments or jump up. I, I you know, do what you got to do. But my point is what he says that these men want. Well, first of all, he says a lot of women think that just because they are like the high value man, woman equivalent, making money look good, power, et cetera, 
they they think that they just deserve a high value man and he says that's wrong you clearly if you take that position you clearly don't know what high value men want apparently high value men want peace okay they want you they want you to be their peace why can't you be your own peace sir are you at peace by yourself why i gotta do that why is that my burden but i'm gonna digress because i it's fine. Unless y'all want to talk about it, let me know. But anyway, my point is, it gets me to that flip side I'm talking about, about the stereotypical question or response that um, men are looking for when they ask, what do you bring to the table? Apparently, they want you to be their piece. And what I'm saying is, there are more important things than that. And here's the thing. I'm not saying people, men and women, I'm not saying that we don't deserve peace. I'm not saying that your partner can't provide you with peace. But what I am saying is that is not necessarily what you should be looking for when you're um, looking for people to join your table. Yes, I, I agree that um, you should be making sure that whoever joins your table is not going to bring you hell, right? But that's a long way from them affirmatively having the duty to provide you with peace. That means that my goal every day in my life is to make sure that you, a whole nother human that I am not in control of, has peace at all times. That's my responsibility. Because if you think about it, if if I'm saying that that's what I bring to the table, then that's my job. I'm the peace bringer at the table. And that's a hell no for me, dog. Okay? I'm not, I'm not, I I want to bring you peace. Whoever I'm in a partnership with, it is my goal to um, bring you peace. But it's not my job to do it. And I would really hope, I would really hope that if I partner up with someone, some people, you know, in whatever table we're talking about, my friends, my business, whatever, I would really hope that you're able to provide your own peace, okay? Because it's not my job to make sure you're good. The only only person that you're responsible for is you. The only person I'm responsible for is me. And there are no excuses there. I can't say, oh, damn, I was partnered up with Adley, and, you know, she wasn't bringing me peace no more, so now I'm not peaceful. You sure? Of course I can't say that. So anyway, I got off all the points that I wanted to talk about, um, about this eternal table discussion. I am of the opinion that we focus on the wrong things when we talk about this, when we have this table discussion every month and we're talking about high value this and high value that and what people want and what they don't want. I think everybody's entitled to have whatever the hell they want. And trust me, if there's something that you truly want, yeah, I had a little, you know, vocals for y'all there. But yeah, if there's something that you truly want in someone, I guarantee, I guarantee, prove me wrong one day, but I guarantee that there's somebody out there who's dying to give it to you. Don't force anyone to do it. Don't convince them and don't wait. Go out there and find the person or people who are willing to give you what you want. And that's it. So those are my notes. 
If there is anything that anyone would like to add, subtract, multiply, emphasize, any questions, comments, or concern, or praise, because <laughs> I'm not going to stop you there, definitely uh, utilize the hand raise function and join the stage and, you know, do what you do. And while you're deciding if you'd like to jump on stage, again, I just want to say thank you all for coming, showing up. Um, we do this podcast style. I am recording for the podcast. Um, the podcast episodes drop every Saturday morning. So this one will be edited. Uh, and let's pray to God. Uh, but <laughs> it'll be edited and posted Saturday morning. And um, the new, the next episode topic, which I always forget, will be released Friday morning. So we do it like that. Hope you're following us on all this sh- the socials. But until then, live your best lives. Oh, we got one. Let me see. Let me show you. Let me show you. I hope I did this right. Did you mean to come up? I think I got you. Did you get the... Right as I was about to end it. There we go. Yes, got it. Yay! And I can hear you. Awesome, awesome. I just have um, one more thing to contribute. What about intellectual compatibility? Ooh. Tell me more. It's always nice to, you know, speaking from the, from the female perspective, to have someone that, Yeah. You know, that, that may be included in leadership, but it's not only there. You know, it's it's really attractive to have someone who's bright, let's put it bluntly. So I'm just, <laughs> <how> you, <laughs> yes. How do you feel about that in terms of compatibility? Oh, I agree. That sounds beautiful. There's nothing I disagree with there. I I totally agree. I think, you know, and def- like as I said before, my list is definitely not exhaustive, and there's probably a ton of other things that I could think of if I sat down and really thought hard. Um, and yeah, those are those are exactly right. You know, when I think of beautiful partnerships, I think about those partnerships where you can be that for each other where you can inspire each other and light that fire in each other I mean if you think really deeply about it being partnered up with someone or people or even working on a team it's a lot of work 
it's a it's a ton of work. What's the point of doing it if it's not going to be magical? Magical in a sense of how, like, exactly what you're saying of how we light fires within one another, how we inspire each other, just the magic that we can make together, all of the fruits that we can produce. What's the point? If you, if you just, with people just to say that you have somebody or you're with them to say, well, yeah, my person owns a home, owns this business, owns all of California, uh, you know, <laughs> that'd be pretty great. But anyway, um, they, they make all this money. They have this job. Like, okay, like, is that really satisfying? Is that, is that enough? I, I don't know. So that's why I feel like people don't, you know, whenever they have these discussions, we don't talk about that. And especially with Kevin Samuels, child, he when he has his little conversations and he has a cult following of men. And when he has his conversations like and women call up to his show, he is very nasty and mean. He told a woman one time that because I don't I don't remember what time what type of man she was asking for. But apparently she wasn't his idea of a high value woman and he didn't find her too attractive and told her that she's built like a linebacker. And why should any man expect to um or want to be with her in that way any the type of man allegedly that she's looking for this quote-unquote high value man and i just feel like one get a life that's like really weird that you're insulting women like that like anyway 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 i won't even dignify that with too much of a response but Moreover, it's like you don't actually know what every single person in this world wants, <laughs> you know, like um, people just because you are you have a certain status in society doesn't mean that you um, will look down upon people who are not in that same status bracket, you know, and I just think it's really short sighted. He talks in a lot of generalities for me. And and that's usually what you know, that polarizing stuff is usually what's popular. Um, but I just think it's disgusting. Um, but anyway, right. That's the Kevin Samuels and to, um, the table discussion. Yes. I think people need to sit down, look at more than what the person can provide you mostly financially and think about what things would be complimentary for you, where your weaknesses are and what kind of team you're trying to build, you know? Yes, I agree. I do say one more thing just to be a little controversial. Do it, do it. Yes. That is 
That that's exactly that's exactly where I was gonna take it because I mean we look at what's quantifiable, what's objective to try to explain why divorces happen, and the common denominator tends to be finances for sure, like overwhelmingly. Um, but the other things that are not quantifiable, um, we there's 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 not much of a deeper analysis. Money will take you there. I do not disagree. And I do think that there needs to be some level of compatibility in general financially. But I think that it's never just the money. I think it, the money, I think the money furnishes the occasion. <laughs> I think um, people who have poor communication skills, who don't communicate, they or impulsive behaviors, they're spending money wildly, they're, or the lack of respect, they're not communicating about spending your life savings and things like that. It's just, there's a, it's a lot deeper. It's not just like, oh, we can't afford this. There's, it's like, there's a lot, there's a lot of other things there. Did you want, I see you came off from you, Adley. Did you want to jump in? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. Like, we're yeah. all Things happen. We make decisions together that we thought would be great. And it ends up being, leading us into financial ruins. And then when somebody has a false expectation, thinking that it's going to be the same way all the time, when these situations happen, they run into panic mode. And they go with their first instincts. For some, it's to run away. That's real. <laughs> so I think what it is is that also need to be realistic and be honest about what really goes down yeah why are you gonna start like a um a business on that girl i would love to hear more about that because and that's i don't i think you've seen black love the black love um documentary i think it's called um but either way like many people obviously including myself because i've never been married but i mean a lot of people just don't know what marriage is like you know and we just don't talk about it married people make it seem like it's peaches and cream a lot of the time except the really dysfunctional ones um who just can't help but fight every time they're around each other and in public and ruining things but when you're that crazy we just kind of make it seem like all right but that's just them when i'm married it's about to be lit 24 7. i'd love to see you know more of that on display with the couples we just love so much and I think um, DeVal and Kadeen, if you guys know about them, they do a really good job of sharing their truths after it's over and they're back on one accord. But they'll keep it real. They'll let you know about their disagreements and things like that. Um, but I think that's, that's a great point, too. A lot of people go into this table situation, even in business, even, even at your job, even with your friends. You meet a new friend. You have a false expectation of what this relationship is about to be like. And you sit there, and when it's not panning out the way you want, you're ready to jump ship. I'm, I'm guilty for, of that, too. So my point is, um, a lot of these things can 
lead to the dissolution of a relationship. Um, but we got to look deeper at what's really causing them. Were you compatible in the first place? Do you have those things that are like those core character things? Do you have those things, those things that don't really change over time? Your money can change. I marry into money right now and then, God forbid, you know, the whole family business you had burns down. The um, It turns out that there was some big tax scheme fraud thing and you know everything is seized from you and you have nothing and you don't even know how to fend for yourself because you've been spoon fed your whole life imagine like these things to me are just not and it, it just depends it depends on who it depends on what you want to do and what kind of life you want to live if you could always what make money yeah if you know how to make it, a lot of people who are handed money don't even take for granted where it comes from. And Marissa, sorry, you came off mute. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to share that maybe there needs to be communication on what deal, what the deal breakers are. Mm, yeah, for sure. So some, some male or female may go into a relationship being very open that they're here for the comfort, the finances. Yeah. And you can find somebody who wants to live that life. You don't have to lie. That's what I just get annoyed about with people who are just selfish, who um, withhold certain information just because they want to be with you in particular, even though they know that they can't give you what you want. But they'll lie and make it seem that way just because they want to be with you. Well, that that's not cool, you know? And we've even had discussions um, on here about hypergamous relationships, dating up someone who is um, more financially secure than you are um, or smarter than you are, better career, you know, better societally uh, career than you have, et cetera, right? Like, people agree to these kinds of seemingly lopsided relationships all the time. So, like we've been saying, don't lie to people and make it seem like you're down for one thing when you're really not, you're really not. Some people like to hop from relationship to relationship. They don't see themselves um, being tied down. Ever, they think they're like this, you know, liquid being that just needs to keep moving wherever the energy flows for them. You know, like that's cool. I think that's very interesting, and I think that that's not a novel idea. I think there are other people on this earth who would like to do that. So you should probably go and um, find those people instead of constantly ruining everybody else's life. That's just how I feel about it. So, yes, conversations about deal breakers. Anything else anybody want to add? Anybody want to jump on stage, say something, anything else before I wrap this up? Seeing none. Hearing none. All right. Thank you guys again for coming out. This is so much fun. Great conversation as usual. Um, and we're going to be back next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. So until then, everybody, stay lit. <laughs>